Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and we are mega preview potting, I guess, the world of golf, because everything is happening right now. The coach is here to join me. Coach, welcome. Thank you very much. It's going to be a busy week. I'm doing the Corn Ferry Tour this week, PGA Tour Live this week. It's busy. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's go. Drama, drama, drama. Mark Immelman is here. Mark, we don't usually get this in the world of golf. No, I don't normally get calls at 8 a.m. to go on CBS Sports HQ either. So there must have been something and there must be something on the go. I'm still trying to find these team names. So uh, how's it, Kyle? Let me try and find these names somewhere. Kyle Porter is here. We will get those team names over to you. Mark KP. Oh, boy. This is a normal sport dream. Yeah, the the second edition just writes itself. It's incredible. I was uh, I was off on Monday, um, of course, the busiest news day of the year, and uh, I got an opportunity to cook up some takes. So the takes are have been in the oven. They're ready, ready to roll, and uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start with the big cat. Tiger Woods releases a statement Tuesday morning. Today is Tuesday, right? Yes, it is Tuesday morning where he says uh, he has informed the USGA that he will not, I repeat, will not be competing in the U.S. Open. His body, quote, needs more time to get stronger for major championship golf. And, quote, he does indeed plan to play the J.P. McManus Pro-Am and the Open Championship next month. Coach, this is seemingly a calculated uh recovery time for tiger to give him his best chance to win at st andrews yeah and it's smart and i said this there on the show a couple of weeks ago that none of us want to see a tiger woods that looked like what he did at southern hills for the weekend it's a great story that he can make the cut but that's not what tiger woods is that's not who he is it's not how he has built his legacy of arguably the greatest golfer of all time is not just showing up and cutting it out and making a cut and saying hey look at me that's not who tiger woods is so this is a smart decision let your body recover. Go to a place that is relatively flat next uh, month. Play in that event prior to it. See how your body feels. And I believe that's what Tiger's going to have to do moving forward with all of the major championships. But for this one, smart play. Coach, or excuse me, Mark, The with the way that what we know about Tiger and his body and the schedule of major championships and where we might be heading in the future, this upcoming open championship at St. Andrews likely marks one of the best opportunities for Tiger to potentially get another. Now that those odds still might be very small, but I think that statement might be true. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm completely on board with that, Rick. In fact, um, when we were, opining on his comeback late last year early this year whenever it was all the time we were doing it i was pretty much i would have bet my mortgage on the fact that his return to competitive golf would have been st andrews for the 150th he's won there twice i mean there there were just so many reasons why that would be the perfect place for tiger let alone the fact that the golf course is an easy walk you travel out you come back in um it's fairly flat um, and it's easily traversable, and, and there's humps and hot lies. So, I mean, to this day, I'm still marginally flabbergasted that he he came back and played well for a little while at the at the Masters. I thought he did the same thing there at uh, at Tulsa, where eventually the walk just caught up with him. And so, I think this is smart. I think he's now realized it's not just the difference between tournament golf and practicing, if you will, and not just the physical demands, but the emotional and the mental rigors that it puts on one and, you know, five, six rounds of golf at a major championship venue wears you out mentally. And then if you've got a, a gimpy body on top of that, you just feel like you're completely beaten by week's end. I mean, I can speak to the not very taxing job that I have where I walk around a course with a microphone uh, by Sunday evening after a major championship, I'm done. 
Monday, I, I'm completely whipped when you're traveling home. So I can imagine what it's like walking on a bum leg with a tender back and all this kind of stuff that he has. So I think taking this U.S. Open is off is a good idea. He knows what he's able to do now. And so now it's a question of obviously getting stronger, but looking forward to a place that's going to do his body some favors if there is such a place. Yeah, and uh, Tiger kind of bridges a couple of our storylines here, KP. So no Tiger for the U.S. Open, focusing on the Open Championship. That seems to be gaining a lot of positive momentum. Okay, Big Cat, come back, be healthy, give us one more crack at it. And then, of course, the news from Greg Norman that Tiger Woods turned down a, quote, mind-blowing offer to join Live Golf. Norman would go on to say it was in the high nine figures which uh by my math is like more than 500 million all right right mid mid nine figures that's like 500 mil high nine figures seems higher than that uh not even close to a billion dollars could lure tiger woods to live golf yeah there's there's a lot going on there i think one of the things i was thinking about this yesterday actually as i was playing tiger's always been a lot more um conservative than phil as a golfer right and i think that even just sort of how he views the world he's just very he doesn't take a ton of risks and so i think it makes sense that phil would be doing this and tiger would not and then i think the other thing is if tiger, let's say tiger's promised 600 million dollars just throw that number out there but you have to play eight times a year uh, I mean, even I know they're shotgun star, 54 hole events, whatever. Like, I just don't know that he can physically sign up for that right now. And I don't, I mean, I, you know, I, I think in the fallow times for Tiger when he wasn't playing, there were rumors of like, you know, does he, does he need money? Like, is he able to sustain this lifestyle that he's built up for, for however many years based on what he's earned? I had, I had heard some kind of rumblings around that. And so I thought that that was interesting, but I just don't, I just don't think he needs the amount of money that they're offering for what he had to give them, which is eight weeks, 10 weeks, 15 weeks a year of playing. Cause I just don't think he's physically capable of doing that. Would he have had to do that though? I, I mean, do you not think, Kyle, that Tiger could have said to them, hey, if I just show up, that would be enough for what you guys need? Would we have to play? Like, just, like, just like physically be like there? Be like brand, he, yeah, brand ambassador. Like he's handing out the trophy at the end of the week? Yeah, just showing up. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. If they were going to give $100 million to Jack Nicholas to be the face, he wasn't going to play. That's go. yeah. That's the point that I was going to make there. If they prepared to go to a hundred million dollars to get Jack just to endorse the thing, that tells me they're looking for gravitas behind the idea. And Tiger just amps that to a different level, obviously, because Jack, you know, he's eighteen-time major champion, arguably the greatest of all time, but he's nearly eighty years old, if not eighty, I think it is. Where Tiger, you've got a guy who's late forties. He would be the perfect ambassador. And if they've got these deep pockets that now we're understanding they do, why not do it? But more importantly, I, I, I just, I, we need to recognize Carl for using the word fellow. I mean, this is top <laughs> class, Carl. Good job. Said, right? He had a day off and he was able to re energize and rejuvenate the <laughs> Man, I, was I think so the other. The other thing is that Tiger has a bunch of different business ventures that are already existing that doing something like this could uh, sort of not desecrate, but just sort of like mess up, you know, like does this affect his, his golf course design venture? And, and, you know, a lot of these other guys, DJ and, and whoever don't, they, they don't have those ventures to worry about. And I think Tiger um, clearly believes he's again, like he's just, I don't, he's not the guy that you're like, Oh, he's going to take like a leap and, and, uh, I, I think people sort of want him to be that guy at times of like the risk taker and the gunslinger and whatever. And he's just, he's just not that person. He's not that golfer and he's not that person. And so I, I don't, I'm not surprised by that decision. I think there are uh, Rick two words that I heard today that to be honest with you, I didn't even thought about, and that's the Ryder cup. And DJ was asked directly about it. Hey, now that you're doing this, you are no longer eligible to play in the Ryder cup. And to me, that's a big carrot. If you're talking about the big cat, 
Well, he's going to be a Ryder Cup captain. That's coming down the chute. Would he have given that up for any amount of money? I don't know. I don't know. That's a big question. Coach, I hear you there because I didn't consider it this morning until 7.35 a.m. either when it came out. Um, but I want to just jump in on the back of what Carl said, which I think is very astute, in that Tiger's entire career, he was sort of bred and trained to be very cognizant of what's happening around him. The world, yeah. And, and to not put a foot wrong mentally or, 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 or when he speaks or whatever the case might be, because that was going to help him to just stay the course because it's so easy. It would have been so easy. And we saw that with him to get pulled off track. And that's where his dad bred him. So Tiger was very much externally focused, yet somehow he could go internal when he was playing golf. Phil, on the other hand, you'd walk into a room and Phil was all about me. He's like, I'm the guy here. And DJ apparently too. He's like, I don't care about the Ryder Cup because give me my 125 mil and let me go sailing off into the sunset, which he's probably going to do. So, so I think there's a lot of this how they bred stuff coming out too, and that may be some of the reason why, to Kyle's point, that you know, maybe he just you know he said to them, there's no amount of money that you guys can give me to become involved over here for the potential ramifications. Yeah, and it's, you know, this morning especially because we're, we're getting the press conferences, we're getting a lot more questions, we're getting a lot more answers, we're getting a lot more speculation. Uh, getting inside the minds of some of these golfers. And as of right now, at least six golfers, KP, have uh, resigned from the PGA Tour. Dustin Johnson, Kevin Na, Louis Oosthuizen, Sergio Garcia, Charles Schwartzel, Brandon Grace. Now, uh, that seems to be quite strategic as a way to say, you can't fire me, I quit. And also, let me make sure I can keep my retirement and all that fun stuff. Yeah, and somebody else uh, brought up on on Twitter that like – it might be a way to re-enter the PGA Tour later on if this thing falls apart because technically you didn't, you just sort of like, you were just not a member of the tour when all of this took place, right? Mm -hmm. I guess. Which is, which is an incredible loophole. Uh, I just wrote a column on this. People should go read it, cbssports.com. Um, the thing that I was thinking about on Tuesday morning, Rick, as... Uh, you know, Taylor Gooch is saying, like, I'm not smart enough to understand what sports washing is, which is Stop. just is just like an incredible yeah, take. It's terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, you know, uh, there was something else that happened. Kevin Na said that the PGA of America might change the rules. Well, not for you to be on the Ryder Cup. Uh, and then, oh, there was some like incident where a reporter got dragged out of the press conference at the live. I mean, it, it is a. <laughs> it's a sideshow, and it has been a sideshow for several months now, both behind the scenes and out in public. And, you know, the thing I was thinking about on Tuesday, Rick, is it's difficult to imagine teams called the Four Aces and the Thunder Sticks or the Magic Sticks. What, what, what's, the, what's that? The Nibblex. The Nibblex. The, the <laughs> there we go. So we've got – I mean, this is, this is incredible to me that we've got – the crushers and the fireballs and the four aces playing for $25 million on June 9th. And six weeks later, we're going to have a major championship on a golf course that people have played on for 400 years playing for uh, the Claret jug, which is 150 years old. And we're calling both of these things, professional golf. Preach. And, Preaching. And, and I think that my point in that is, if 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 you're live golf, you are empowering the major championships right now. You're only making them seem more important by this clown show that you're rolling out there. You you are empowering the major championships to um, essentially not give you the OWGR points that you need for your for your model for your business to work in the long term. Right? You you are making the majors seem way more important than they did three months ago, and because of that. And because you're a sideshow and because the, the, the major championships, I think, are going to get to choose whether or not they get to award you OWGR points because those are the organizations that make up the OWGR. They're going to look at this and say, this is a clown show. We're not going to give these guys OWGR points. Now, legally, can they do that? I don't know. But I, I just I was struck by the irony that the live golf is empowering the majors, making them seem even more important. And the majors are the very organizations that they need on their side to legitimize their business model going forward. So that's my take. Go read the column. Uh, I don't know what everybody else has to say. I, let me, yeah. Can I jump in real quick, 
Rick, because I just have two very, very quick things, and I'll get it back to you. This, to me, every time I see a new uh, anything new in a store, I go, somebody had to sit in a room and green light that. And somebody <laughs> had to sit in a room and green light this. And it also screams that this was a, a, a room full of yes men and maybe yes women. Doubt it, but it could have been where they literally said, we're going to do this. Yeah, it looks great, guys. It looks great. You give me the big check. Go with Niblix. Go with uh, Majestic. <laughs> I mean. High flyers. HY flyers. Thank you. What room would green light this of intelligent human beings? And then if you're a player like DJ and you're supposed to be the face or you're Phil and they sent these to you and you're like, yeah, I'm good with that. Go with the four aces and, and let me be the team captain. What? What? Stop it. I'm, 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 when I saw this, I was done. I was Coach. done. Coach, what you referenced there speaks to a point that I've, when I've spoken with a number of players about this, I've made to them. I'm like, okay, you're getting a hundred million. What are the expectations? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just going to go and play golf and play one pro-am and then I'm out of there. I'm like, not so much. my friend. Not yeah. these folks you're dealing with over here. And what you say to me is very apropos because I, I'm sitting here and I'm told I'm going to be a team captain by Greg Norman. I'm like, sweet, we're going to be the Saffirs or whatever. And then they hit me with smash. I'm like, uh-uh, <laughs> we're all white? No, <laughs> I'm not and on board. Your 12th, your 12th most popular guy is Wade Ormsby? That's who's going to be a team captain? That's who you're going with? Well, don't don't forget Siwon Kim and... Uh, <laughs> Peter Yulon got uh, himself a team. Peter Yulon. Yeah, Peter Yulon. He's ranked oh. like 390th in the world. I don't know. I just, uh, I don't, this, it, it's, it, the other thing is like, is the PGA tour beyond reproach? No, of course not. Like if, if an organization comes on and comes along and wants to take on the tour and, and, and try to create a rival league, I'm, I'm not necessarily against that, but this ain't it. Like, this is not it, you know? And that it just is like, I don't know. The whole thing is is been it's just a sideshow and it's kind of embarrassing and it and it honestly it makes me like value the majors that much more which is is not a great thing for live golf if it wants to be sustainable in the long term. I just have to pitch this real fast if you don't mind Rick. Please. Like Kyle talks about a rival league. Um my question again is because all of us we work on the PGA tour. Um uh, what benefit is this going to help? Now I read Twitter and Twitter's like, oh, the broadcast will be better and it'll be more fan interactive and and, and it's going to be a better fan experience. I, I'm not so sure how having four man teams playing 56, uh, 54 holes um, stroke play over a, sc- a scramble over a scramble format is going to be any more fun and any more fun to watch on television. I, I just don't get how that's a bigger fan experience and how this attempt at a rival league is actually going to do something to what the PGA does bar give more, make more money available to the players. That's about the only thing. Am I off base here? Someone please. No, no, no. And if if darts has a TV contract, this does not, this is going to be YouTube to start that to me screams everything that not one network, not one stepped up to do this. Unless I missed something in the last few hours. Well, look, look, to be fair, sorry, Rick, NBC, CBS are locked up in a ESPN locked up in a big contract with the tour for ten years. So yeah. they, they've they've spent their money, if you will. But there are plenty of others that are deep, deep pockets that uh, apparently weren't that interested. Mark, they could have got it for no money. If NBC and CBS wanted it, they could have got it for zero dollars. They needed to be broadcast. They weren't looking for money. I don't. Uh, at least, you know, that's just me. They they could have got it for zero. I hear you. Yeah. I want to get to uh, the USGA statement. Yeah, I, I do too. I want to talk about that. Uh, this did come out while we were basically firing up here. So, Jacob, do we have this? Okay. So, USGA uh, releases this statement, which in part um, essentially says that they are they are not going to do anything about the players that uh, have already qualified. So, here's here's the important part. They asked themselves this question, quote, should a player who had earned his way into the 2022 U.S. Open via our published field criteria be pulled out of the field as a result of his decision to play in another event? And we ultimately decided that they 
should not. End quote. Uh, two things here, Kyle. This is, as expected, the USGA saying this is a problem. problem, not our problem. Yeah. And also, um, hat tip to the USGA lawyers. Very specific uh, that regarding this is this is regarding the 2022 U.S. Open, the 2022 U.S. Open. You see that in there a couple of times. This is them saying next week, all good, but we're not going to we're not going to say anything permanent. Yeah. And 2022 is just they're just kicking the can down the road. They don't have to make a a real decision. And I think this looks bad for the for the PGA Tour in the short term, because like you said, it's it's essentially the USGA, and I presume the other major organizations will follow suit and and kind of say like, oh, sounds like a you problem. Like I know we've kind of been with you, but good luck. But again, I go back to like those are the same organizations that and and I want to read you a quote here. This was from a couple of weeks ago. Those are the same organizations that control the OWGR points, right? So if if um, even if the USGA is like, yeah, you can come play in our event. Eventually, if if these live golf events don't get OWGR points and players are not able to play on the PGA Tour where they get OWGR points, those guys are just going to cycle out and not even be qualified for the majors. There won't even be a decision to make because none of the players that are playing live golf will will qualify for the major championships other than this is where the decision is to be made other than the guys that have uh, like like Phil and DJ that have exemptions for, for having one for lifetime exemptions or whatever. There was a quote recently from the COO of live golf investments. Um, this was via, uh, via, I want to give credit. Uh, let's see here. Okay. So the live golf COO said, um, that they're applying for OWGR points right now. They're in the process of uh, they're in the process right now of the application to put our application in, whatever that means. But the OWGR board does not consist. Uh, but but the OWG does not the OWGR board consist of the same individuals that have threatened players. It's interesting, isn't it? How everything is controlled by the same individuals if you want to play in the golf world. So we'll see how it goes. That does not sound promising, right? And so I think the USGA is sort of by making the statement avoiding a lawsuit and then later on i again you might be able to litigate whether they can hand out odgr points or not to a, to a professional event but that seems like the clear path, the easier path for them and all these other organizations going forward to effectively keep players out of their major championships in the future if you're a major championship coach and you don't want to take a stance uh, but you kind of have some say in the OWGR stuff. This resolves itself in a year or in 18 months because these guys are not going to earn enough OWGR points to get in. The guys who have already exemptions, they're going to continue to play. If Kevin Na wants to open qualify for the US Open, have at it just like I could go open qualify for the US Open. Th- this, if there's no OWGR points for the majors, this resolves itself. And that's the beauty of what this is, because with just a week in between this one and next one, there would have been a lot of negative storylines. USGA does not want that. They want a positive lead into the biggest event that they put on the entire year. This allows them to do that. They can go on Monday, sit in front of the the, uh, cameras and say, yep, everybody's allowed to play because that's what the rules are. So now we fast forward a year and all the stuff we're talking about, no uh, world points, they say, hey, that's what the rules are. And very quickly, because I know Mark has something to say, I want to address somebody in the chat very quickly, Anthony. He says, I get you all a bunch of homers for good reason, PGA Tour paying your bills, but if Liv came and offered you a bigger slice of the pie, you'd do the same. Compare golf to other major sports. Let me just say this, because this is very, very personal to me. When I left ESPN, I left for a reason to go to the PGA Tour and to try to make a difference and add diversity to the national level of golf. If I went to live, and they very much may come to me, if I went to live, I would sacrifice the last 30 years of my career doing golf and would not be able to make the change that I'm trying to make on the PGA Tour with the PGA Tour. So you can call me a homer all you want. This was personal to me, and I'm trying to make a difference, and going there would not do that. So you call that a homer, call it a homer. But that's not why I wouldn't go there. Sorry, Rick, back to you. It, it's it's valid. Um, Mark, 
let's put a bow on this. We're going to talk RBC Canadian here in a second. And I imagine if today and the first two days of this week or anything like the next couple of days of this week, there's going to be a lot more to talk about. And everything we say right now is probably going to be outdated in two hours anyway. So um, this is a situation where all of the leverage lies in the four major championships. We've been saying that for a very long time. And uh, our first major championship has made a decision that this year there will be no decision. I think that, uh, or do you think at some point there will be a coordinated yes or no, or this is just going to run its course? I think there will be a coordinated yes or no. I've been saying this for a while because of the Gulf Federation. Um, just a couple things to bear in mind too, because remember these major championships, two of them, they are open. So anyone conceivably can go and qualify, but remember these opens have sponsors and these sponsors swing a big financial stick. And if they decide, yo, uh, not so sure that you guys are, we happy with you guys endorsing this crowd that have been playing over there coming into your event and then we're out. And that suddenly puts a big stick in the mud for, you know, some of these open championships. So there's that to bear in mind. And then down the track, if you read DJ's um, things too, and Carl probably knows a bit more about it, but when I was quickly prepping this morning, it jumped out to me that he said, it seems like this is the best thing to do at the time. And we assume that we're going to be okay with playing in four major championships down the way. No one's convinced just yet, even the players, that they are definitely in these things. I doubt that Phil Mickelson has met with Fred Ridley and company and, and the folks from the USGA to say, yeah, am I going to be able to play for the next little while? I just don't think that's happened. Now, there's speculation, like we're all doing, because no one really knows the future. Right now, the U.S. Open is fine. Um, keen to see what happens with the RNA and the Open Championship. Um, I had, again, a brief conversation with Louis Oestesen, who was the last winner the last time that that event was held. Over. No, pardon me. Um, he was a winner of one of the last two times they've had an Open at St. Andrews. Now he's going back there. And and I'm like, so do you know if you go to live you in? And he goes, well, I hope so. I'm not that sure. So so no one knows for sure what's happening with the R and ages yet. So there's a lot of conjecture and there's a lot of lawyers to, you know, to just back into what you guys were showing with some of these statements. They're very carefully crafted these things, and no one's taking a stance just yet. But a lot of lawyers are advising their players to say, well. If things stay this course, then you should be okay. And and there's this and that, and if this but that, and and so it's just an odd situation to be in. But the one thing's for certain, I'm certain that DJ's check is cashed, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm certain that the money's in the account. Because if it wasn't, there would not be a ball stuck in the ground Thursday morning in London. So that's the one certain is that that money is transferred to the accounts already, and so the players are doing okay. Rick, do you think that there will be a coordinated uh, announcement from the from the major organizations? I personally do not, um, but I I think and and that is without knowing how much behind the scenes those organizations can can decide the OWGR points. If they if they can effectively block this tour from ever getting OWGR points by the time we get to the Masters, which is ten months away. These guys are going to be so far out of the official world golf rankings. This isn't even going to be a conversation and you're not going to have to make, you're not going to have to make a coordinated statement on this. So they can go behind the scenes, not stick their necks out and get away with this if they want to. I, that's, that's what I think. But the problem is they've got a, they've got a DJ problem, a Phil problem. Like you, you do have to make a decision about that at some point because then you also very easy to say well these are our lifetime exemptions this is part of the tradition they're obviously going to be allowed to play sorry but then you empower uh the scotty shefflers and colin morikawa's of the world to do the same because they have exemptions as well right now uh maybe lifetime not lifetime scotty at the masters Sky at the Masters. Sky yeah. at the Masters. More cow at the Open until he's sixty. More cow at the PGA until he's sixty. So, but it's a small. Yeah, it's it small. is. But but it's the but it's the important. One. It's it's like the the only guys that matter, right? Like in terms of like what Live Golf is looking at. So I agree with you. I don't think there's going to be a coordinated like you can't play 
here because they'll just rely on the OWGR to cycle out. But if there's a lawsuit over the OWGR points, then I don't know what's going to happen. But what if because... they do get them, Kyle? What if they do get them, Kyle? Because the 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 level of golfer in this, it wouldn't be that much anyway. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it, but then you but then you you incentivize the more cowas and roms of the world to 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 be able to go over there and to guarantee themselves that they'll still get into the majors. Yeah, you'd yeah. get better fields if they started ha- if yeah. they were handing out OWG. And then the PJ Tour is in some trouble, right? Like that's a vulnerable spot to be in and not where and not where you want to be. Um so I'm I don't know. I'm fascinated to see how it goes. All right. I got to uh pull the rip card rip cord here. We got to do a hard pivot to uh RBC Canadian Open. We've got to talk about best bets. We've got to go through our picks to win. We've got to give our one and done selections. We are going to jump into all of that after we hear a quick word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now, here's what you can do for four our listeners. Uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. RBC Canadian. Uh, first off, Mark, let's just let's just start with this. It's been two years. I feel bad for Canada. Canada, this we've been waiting two years. The spotlight is like everywhere else, but at St. George's, which seemingly is going to be an awesome course. I hope it shows well on television. And Rory McIlroy, technically our defending champion. Yeah, well, unless my arithmetic's bad, because McIlroy won in twenty nineteen, so that was a year, and then twenty twenty happened, then it was lockdown, then there was twenty one, now it's twenty two. So. It's been a while since we've seen professional golf up there. And, uh, you know, can, can, uh, the Canadian favorite pastime is obviously hockey, but they are a rabid golf fandom up there. I've worked at uh, RBC Canadian Open a couple of times when it was at Glen Abbey for PGA Tour Live, and the fans show out, man, and they have a ball. And they have one hole that's always the ice rink, you know, where they have the boards around there and the folks bang on the boards when the player comes onto the tee and stuff. So it's a whole lot of fun. So... I, I'm, I'm sure they're all up for this. And I read a quote by the Toronto mayor that's like, you know, it's been a pretty grim time for everyone up here with this COVID lockdown, the pandemic. So to get the Canadian Open back north of the border in Toronto at arguably Canada's best golf course in, uh, in St. George's is, is just such a shot in the arm and a return to normalcy. So me personally, I'm really looking forward to my trip up there Thursday. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the golf course. 
I've spoken to some folks who play there, and they just reckon it's out of this world. It's old school, you know, there's humps and hollows, and it moves around the place a little bit. The greens have got movement on them, and, and it's, a, it's, it's not going to whip the guys with difficulty, but it shapes like a U.S. Open, if you will, between hardwoods and stuff. So it's going to be some nice sightline preparation for players for Brookline and stuff like that. So it's going to be exciting, and I'm sure the fans are going to be out there uh, en masse. Yeah, good luck finding those greens, Mark. They're about the size of a dinner plate. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the beauty of the old course players, isn't it? Yeah, old school yeah. players, yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's dive into this. So our best bets. This is where we go over to see Sportsbook and we scour every square inch of the site. We come back with the best possible wager. And, Coach, you found a matchup with that defending champion, Rory McIlroy. What would you take? How about that? And this, uh, I loved how Mark just described this golf course. This is a second shot golf course, meaning I leaned into really good iron players. And McElroy, the last time he went up here, he was really, really motivated. I think he's really motivated this week. Cam Smith played awful over the weekend after having the 36 hole lead uh, in Columbus. I think that carries over to this week. I think Rory easily uh, takes care of Cam Smith this week. I don't think Kyle is going to give you much argument there because he found the same wager. Yeah, I yeah, feel I like Cam, Cam is, is coming off his heater a little bit. Uh, Rory's been playing spectacularly, uh, at least spectacularly consistently over the last couple of months. So I don't know. Might regret this uh, because Cam is it, Cam's iron play has been unreal, but he hasn't been driving it great. So uh, I yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Rory over Cam Smith here. Although I do like Cam Smith, uh, as you'll see later on. I kind of went in a different direction where I said, these are little baby-sized greens. I assume everyone misses them. Patrick Reed becomes the guy who has been uh, phenomenal on these courses with, with, with smaller, smaller greens, greens for the year. So I took him over Keith Mitchell at minus 130. And Mark, it would not be a best bet segment unless you found us a top South Af African. Uh, yeah, well, we didn't do nationality thing this week, so I figured I had to go with the nationality. And there's only three South Africans playing, Dylan Fratelli, Burmy, and the third one slips my mind, forgive me. But Dean Burmester is a really solid player, um, hits the ball very, very well. He's sort of one of those guys that keeps it in the now, and he keeps golf in its place. So I have a sense that a guy who was playing pretty well at the PGA Championship for a bit is going to take his chance here and uh, have a good week in Canada. Plus 150. If Dean Burmeester is indeed top South African. Okay, gents, let's move on to our sleepers, our top 10, and our picks to win. Coach, we'll start. Oh, how about this one? With your sleeper to win the RBC Canadian Open. Yeah, I told you, I'm, I'm leaning into all really good iron players. Also, this is a week that is very, very top heavy. And I don't know, to me, it's a little ironic that we're at the RBC Canadian Open the same week they lose their biggest ambassador in uh, Dustin Johnson, because of some of these players not playing this week, very top-heavy, but the top is really, really nice. But when you get just below those top 7 to 10, that's where we find Sahith Thagala. He played good last week on a course he had never seen before. So how about going to a course that very few guys have seen before? I'll take him for a flyer at plus 4,500. Yeah, 45 to 1 for Tagala. I'm going with a 21-year-old Dane Rasmus Hoygaard, who hasn't missed a cut this calendar year. He's played twice on the PGA Tour, has two top 20s. He's 80 to 1. KP, you found yourself another fellow initial guy, a JT. <laughs> I only pick JTs. Uh, JT Poston has been playing great. He's, I had his numbers pulled up earlier. Uh, I like how consistent he's been. You know, he's top 20 in this field in in uh, in ball striking over the last 20 rounds. And he hasn't just been doing it with driver or with his irons. He's been really consistent across the board. He's one of the best putters, or he's been one of the best putters in this field. It's a good number at 125 to 1. So, yeah, I, I like him to make some noise this week. 125 to 1 for JT Poston. And, Mark, it's not at this golf course, but you found yourself a two-time RBC Canadian champion. <laughs> he has uh johnny vegas has won at glen abbey which is down the road some um i went and spent some time with him at the pga championship in tulsa and it's hard to believe that this guy had shoulder surgery right before the masters because he came back he was strong as ever hitting the ball flush and i asked him how he was and he said good and and i liked the look of it and i actually took a video of his swing and put it on my social media because i was like well watch this space i think he's gonna play well and lo and behold, um, yeah, last week he was going good for a bit. 
And I was like, mm, maybe these trends are converging a little bit. So I feel like Vegas back in Toronto, places obviously comfortable um, with a, you know, sort of coming into some form would be a good idea. Johnny Vegas, 50 to one top 10 wagers. I can make most of this pretty quick myself, Kyle and Mark have all gone with Corey Connors to finish inside the top 10 at plus two thirty. The Canadian who has been spotted at St. George's a couple times over the past couple of weeks, getting his reps in for us and coach the lone wolf in the top 10. You've gone with Sam Burns plus plus one sixty five. Sort of the lone wolf, and you'll see what I'm talking about when we get to our one and duns. But to me, Sam Burns took the week off last week, coming off a victory where he shocked the world, coming from seven shots back. So it wasn't like he had his best week in winning. And so when you're trending up and you play well and you finish good on Sunday and you grab a trophy, I'll take the next event. And as we said, very top heavy, plus 165. Love that number. Yeah, he has generally played very well after a win. He doesn't seem to have much of a hangover or anything like that. He almost went back-to-back last year. So uh, Sam Burns back in action, plus 165 to finish inside the top 10 picks to win. Coach, I'll bounce it right back to you. Who do you got to win this week? I'll make it very quick because you know I hate this. I usually never pick somebody less than plus 2,000, but I really believe that this week Roy McIlroy is the guy. So if I believe that, then I've got to give it out. So at plus 900, I'll take Roy. Mark, you this time in lockstep with the coach, your pick to win also, Rory McIlroy. It's got to start happening at some stage. I mean, everything is just seems like it's percolating. And every week I, I make a point of watching him and it looks like it's good. And then all of a sudden he misses an inopportune, inopportune putt or it's a weird sort of a tee shot or, or misses with a wedge. I just feel like it's time for something to sort of settle and, and things to get together right before this U.S. Open. So, yeah, McIlroy. Nine to one for Rory McIlroy. KP, you and I have gone further down the betting board. I went with Terrell Hatton, 28 to one. I like kind of the long irons and the upside and the way this this setup shakes out for him. And you went with Tony Finau, hunky Tony at 25 to one. Yeah, Finau's been playing a lot better golf. He's sixth in this field in his last 20 rounds in ball striking behind Shuffler, Rory, Cam Smith, Corey Connors, and Matt Fitzpatrick. So that's good company to keep. Uh, I, you it, it's a good number for him. Usually like, like if it was this time last year or two years ago, he'd be at 18 to one or 15 to one or 12 to one or something like that. So I, I like the trend that he's on, uh, in, uh, over the last month or so in, in, in terms of the golf that he's been playing. Tony Terrell, Rory and Rory for us, our picks to win the RBC Canadian open, which gentlemen leaves us with just one final thing to do it's our one and done selections the picks are in we will cover those but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners the all-new hyundai 2024 santa fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family and that's because the all-new hyundai santa fe has some great features like the available h-track all-wheel drive standard third row seating available dual wireless charging pads and much much more so think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. Okay. Don't release it yet, Jacob. Do not release. (laughs) Don't release the board yet because the fan vote is in. And it was quite close this week. First through third were only separated by four percentage points. Very close voting. In third, with 14.5% of the vote, the fans did not select Adam Hadwin, the Canadian. In second, with 15.7% of the vote, the fans did not select Cam Smith, the Aussie. But with 19% of the vote, the fans went with an Englishman, 
Terrell Hatton to be oh, 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 and done selection. Oh, oh, oh. Look at that. I also went with Terrell Hatton. So the fans will not be passing me this week, coach. <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, I, I kind of make it a habit of, of getting on the fans a little bit and making them start to really research. And I feel like this week, once again, they didn't do that. But, but, but I can't get on them too hard because, Rick, you're with them. And I respect you too much. So I'm going to be a little easier this week. I appreciate that. Sia Najad, the mush of all mushes, has gone with Matt Fitzpatrick, and he got him again. Jacob, he got you again. This is three out of four weeks. He got you the two weeks prior, and he got you again. Uh, I mean, I was stashing Matt Fitzpatrick. I mean, you know, he might be a, a sort of a sneak pick next week or at the at the u.s open i mean i don't know if you heard this or not but he won a usam there um first one i i had not heard that tell me more about that i'm the USAM. first one to first one to break that but i mean i i thought we could pick him this week uh i mean full disclosure i didn't actually send my matt fitzpatrick to the form before i found out that sia was picking him so i could have pivoted but i still on principle am aligned with sia in the mush uh, it's it's going to be brutal. I mean, it stinks too. Sia Sia is so sharp with everything except for this one and Dunley. Apparently, <laughs> he, he really is. is. He he's really a very is. sharp guy, but it just hasn't been falling his way this year. Kyle, this is objectively a very great selection for you because you've opted for Cam Smith. You have gotten yourself the guy with the third shortest odds. And you are by yourself. Just just on the surface, if we don't look any further than that, you have done a great job. Well, it would have been a better selection if I had taken him for the Players' Championship in March. But sure, uh, I will take this. I, I, I didn't I, – I don't know. I probably should have saved him for next week, U.S. Open. But uh, he's, he's – um, even though I like Rory over him this week, I, I'm encouraged to – his driving has not been good, but I'm encouraged to – Kind of, I, I hadn't done course research because I was off yesterday, but uh, I'm encouraged to hear just how small these greens are because I think that that uh, benefits him. Coach, you clipped Jacob last week. You're back in second. You guys have kind of been flip-flopping the last couple of weeks. You're back in second, which means there's just one guy ahead of you. His name is Mark. We'll get to him in just one, one moment. You went with Corey Connors this week. Coming off a great week, Patrick can't lay a tie for tie for third. And I all I've been trying to do is get to June with nobody in between me and my arch nemesis. And that's exactly what I've been able to do. So now I've only got one man in my sights. And this week I will get another million dollars closer. And that's all right. We got two majors left. We got the FedEx Cup. This thing is not over. And I feel very good about where I'm at. Mark. I'm in your rear view, pal. I am in your rear view. Mark, Mark, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna save you. I'm gonna save you an opportunity here. Don't don't clap back at this one. Okay. Bear with me for just one second because I have some breaking news, Mark. And I'm gonna save you. I'm gonna save you here. You have opted for Johnny Vegas this week. And Jacob, correct me if I'm wrong. Mark used Johnny Vegas at the ATT Byron Nelson. I hate that. I hate that for you. You, uh, you see, this this is what happens <laughs> with this da- with this damn other job of mine. I'm giving golf lessons, and I get forced into a quick pick without looking at my. T- that is, this is terrible. Wrong. Uh, yeah, wrong. Wrong. This is the wrong pick. But that's what I used. I, I was waiting for Mark to just clap back the coach, and then I was going to drop the news, but I couldn't. I couldn't let him do it. Oh, well, well, you guys go hard this week, coach. You're still three million behind me. <laughs> we should give, we should give, uh, you get Wade Ormsby, but you only get the money he makes at the Canadian Open. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, oh, I cannot believe that. Actually, I can because I've done it this year too. We've all yeah. done it. We've, We've all, all been it. there. Yes. We're doing it in the lead. Oh, heading into the summer, a major mistake by it's Mark. Like hitting, a, hitting the ball out of bounds. Yeah, it really, it, it really you is. You know what it happens. J- Jacob, just scratch that off there. I'll just watch you guys play for a week, and uh, <laughs> we'll go at it next week again. 
At least, at least this doesn't matter to you. We know that this doesn't matter to you at all. Not at all. Not at all. All right, this is horrible news. I'm. Uh, oh, made my day. That just. Shout, I'm, I'm out of breath. I am out of breath right now. You should have. You should have. You should have made Mark give his explanation for why he picked Johnny Vegas, and then told him, "Well, I'm sorry." Well, my ex- my explanation would have been that uh, all of the stuff I said when I said I was picking him as a sleeper. So yes, yes. I still feel like he'll play well this week. My, my heart was beating out of my chest. The only reason that I did not uh, let him just, you know really really just let him go out there on a on a limb was i didn't know if he was reading the chat because travis mitchell in the chat oh. also noticed it he said mark took vegas for the at&t right and i didn't know if mark was reading the chat and i wanted to be the one to break the news so i had to jump in <laughs> so oh, so, so the fans can obviously see all of our picks right yeah yeah well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it's a spreadsheet, but they've been tracking it. There are people who yeah. who put in the chat like what the updated standings are before. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well yeah. done, fans. Well done. Yes, yes. Can't get anything by them. Let's mm. go. Wow. Oh, what, a, what a week we are having here, Jeff. <laughs> it's We're, crazy. It's crazy. Well, well, ordinarily, you hit the jackpot in Vegas. Well, I missed the <laughs> jackpot with Vegas. <laughs> My goodness. Terrible. Whew. We've got Tiger and Phil and Liv and Canada and Mark doubles. This is the best news. <laughs> I've never oh. seen you fool so excited ever. <laughs> good for me. Wow, can you write this, a story about this on CBS Sports? Yes, please, for sure. Please. I've got nothing else that I'm covering. I'm, 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 I'm ready to write about. Honestly, Mark, Mark can just take like the Tiger sketch. Well, he doesn't even have to take the full Tiger soldier. Like, just play the majors for the rest of the year. <laughs> like, just play the British Open, and I'm pretty sure he's still fine. <laughs> Hey, can I get McKenzie Hughes or something? Give me a grace pick. Actually, yeah, no, I got like uh, I got someone horrible when I picked Kevin Nod twice, which which I should be getting his live golf money now. Uh, you can have um, how about David Hearn? He's a Canadian. He's five hundred to one. Okay. You can have uh, let's no, see, no, 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 Brendan no. Leonard. He's a Canadian. No. Oh no, boys. No, <laughs> no, Mike give Weir. You, we'll give you Mike Weir. I'll take anything. Anything's at least I'll have a chance with anything. But I'll take anything over the automatic zero. <laughs> oh, boy, anything else, gentlemen? This has been my favorite. Oh, no, no, no. Anything it's... else before we get out of here? Yeah, yeah. we got to end on that. I'm good. I'm good. Producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes. We'll be back for round by round recaps after each and every round. And who knows, maybe another emergency pod or two or five are coming this week. We'll find out. The coach is available at the coach rules on Twitter. Kyle Porter available at Kyle Porter CBS and Mark Immelman. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be curled up in the fetal position down in the corner here for the next few days. (laughs) Going to battle with no weapons this week. Uh Can be found at Mark underscore Immelman. You can find me at Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day. In the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus.